Now, who's who's waiting in the wings for us tonight? Uh, Brian Smith, of all people. <gasps> Brian Smith's coming on. Yes. What's he coming on to talk about? Is he coming on to rub in the hard truth to me? He's <laughs> Brian is coming on. <laughs> Brian is uh, from the Hard Truth Distillery in Indiana. Brian, welcome. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Uh, it's our pleasure. It really is. Uh, the, the Hard Truth Distillery popped up to me, and I saw a news story where it was about Indiana pass it, getting legislation passed to say that Indiana rye whiskey has to meet certain criteria. So basically the same as Scotland or Ireland has to meet those, those criteria. And I thought, with all the new distilleries in America, we're starting to see this regionality. People starting to go, you know, possibly Texas and, you know, the Kentucky and, and New York, you know, there's going to be New York stuff and uh, and so on. And yours was the one that popped up. So tell us about that. Sure. So, you know, uh, rye whiskey production in the state of Indiana, um, if, if you're aware of, of the different rye whiskeys that have been available on the shelf here, whether they be craft or large brands, um, a, a really a great majority of that whiskey in the last 10 years is actually produced in Indiana. Uh, and I always like to refer to them as this little distillery down the road from us. Um, MGP is a, is a, an, in an old Seagram's distillery plant in uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And they've been making standing, uh, whiskey for the last 10 years. And most of the brands, if you're on, you know, looking on a shelf in, in, um, America and you're looking at straight rye whiskeys and you spin that bottle around to see where it's produced. A lot of them will say Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So there's a, a, a really great tradition of, of some quality craftsmanship um, of rye whiskey in Indiana. And now with the, the Indiana artisan distillery um, permit that, that came up about seven years ago, um, you know, some of those producers, some of the producers in Indiana are kind of carrying that tradition forward and uh, uh, hard truth being one of them, and and you know the whiskey that we're producing right now is is uh, really really outstanding. So, you know, to use the same power that Kentucky did to to find a, a designation for Kentucky bourbon, and Tennessee for Tennessee whiskey, you know, we wanted to protect and celebrate and be able to market Indiana rye whiskey to the world. Excellent. Um, I, I I I think that there is an important aspect there that it has that these new craft distilleries and I mean there's thousands literally thousands of new distilleries popping up in the US um, and there, there is going to be that regionality and it's nice to see that you, you guys are leading from the front and getting that protection who, who decides that protection Brian is it collectively the industry or is it the government well we we introduced the idea um, so we, again, we, we looked at the, the powerful tool of um, not only protecting it for, for our state, but also, you know, getting our state behind, um, maybe with some dollars behind, you know, helping us to promote and helping all the distilleries Indiana, in Indiana to promote. Um, but really, we, we've, we've um, you know, went to our state representative um, in our region of Indiana, and we told them what we were interested in. And uh, it was really key for us to make sure that this this act was not controversial in any way so you know the the act is pretty broad uh and and what we wanted to do is we didn't want to 
exclude any of our partner Indiana distilleries that are producing We wanted to kind of get everybody um, under this envelope and not make it specific to us. So we went to our state representative. He loved the idea. Um, we helped him write up the, the uh, act and he put it through and it passed. So really the state of Indiana is the one that determines it. Um, so then what that sets is, is that, you know, now moving forward, you know, if you're in Montana and you're making rye whiskey and, you know, let's say, you know, 10 years down the road, Indiana rye whiskey is a very marketable, valuable thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't put Indiana rye whiskey on a label unless it actually meets the, the designation that we've set forth. Yeah. Excellent. Now, your own distillery. What exactly? What's the setup? Tell us about the hard trip. Where did the name come from for a start? It's a, it's a bit. Well, it's, I, a bit, it's a bit like something Justin would come out with, to be honest, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, so there's about three different stories about how the name came to life, <laughs> but I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you the, uh, I'll tell you the true one. Um, one of my partners was uh, actually driving around down in Florida, and uh, there was a billboard, and it had a. a American football star on it who had who had you know I don't know he was selling now he's in you know a law firm or selling insurance or something and was it, it said, was he driving in this know, yoke here was it was he driving in this little sort of gator car here was he is that is that road legal <laughs> yeah yeah no it was it was he was uh, he was driving around I think he was selling but uh, anyways the billboard said and that's the hard truth and that was right when we had started the you know uh, bought our first stills. And uh, he called the partners, and and uh, that's how the name got set. And what sort of stills do you have? Sure. So we're we're in uh, Nashville, Indiana, about an hour south of Indianapolis, and an hour north of Louisville. So uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So we're actually very very close to the epicenter of everything bourbon um, <laughs> in the United States. Uh, and it's a beautiful little little uh, spot in Indiana. We've got 360 acres, so a lot of land, mm -hmm. all deep hardwood forest. Uh, we carved out about nine acres of it and put a, uh, about a 30,000 square foot distillery. We have a, uh, a Vendome Copper and Brassworks continuous column bourbon system. So mm -hmm. it's a continuous mm -hmm. column with a doubler. We also have a, a nice pot still with the with a ability to make gin, rum, and then a vodka column as well. Uh, on the property, we have a tour center. We really, we, uh, we're, we're very tour centric. We, we get a lot of visitors in our town. Um, about, I think there's about three and a half million visitors that come through our little town of 900 permanent uh, residents a year. Uh, and so uh, we have a great tour program. And then we also have a 260 seat restaurant with an outdoor um, eating pavilion that holds another three to 400, uh, a music uh, amphitheater. We got a little bit of everything there. If you, if you come visit us and you don't have fun, it's your own fault. <laughs> well, I mean, that's supposed to have been, I mean, there's only 900 residents. Uh, it must have been just a huge boom in the whole town. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a really it's been a great great um, evolution these last few years and and we're we're laying down about two thousand barrels of whiskey now a year, uh, split pretty evenly between bourbon and rye whiskey. Um, our rye whiskey we found is is uh, maturing a little bit faster. So uh, you know as we as we move to to get some cash flowing, you know we're we're making a lot of rye. It's it's delicious. I'm really excited about it. 
Good. Now you do have. I'm going to have to pull. You, I'm going to have to bring this up because you've got an Irish whiskey for sale. Tell us about McCabe. McCabe's Irish whiskey. Yeah, sure. So one of the, the same partner that I was talking about that was uh, driving around down in Florida, um, Jeff McCabe, is uh, he's he comes from uh, proud proud Irish heritage. And uh, sometime I, I'm after after we're done this evening, I'm going to tell him about this. I think he'd be uh, great for you guys to have on. Um, so Jeff McCabe, uh, this this our Irish whiskey is named after him, and uh, it's a three year old Irish whiskey. It's really nice. We um, we sent, I had about probably eight or ten eight to ten um, different Irish whiskeys that I had available to to choose from, and um, this one really stood out. It's uh, so I'm a, I'm really I'm not good at talking about the flavor characteristics of whiskey. I heard you <laughs> earlier on your show. Um, I've heard people refer to uh, spanked leather uh, as, a, as a tasting note. I'm not uh, not sure what that not sure what that means, but I heard you mention something about leather. Uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, for me, yeah. For, for for me, this this whiskey is uh, it's it's got a really nice for me specifically. It's got a nice uh, toasted grain characteristic. A little bit of cocoa in there. I, I really, really, really uh, like this whiskey. Good. So we're, uh, we're we're pretty proud of it. And Jeff Jeff loves to sell it because it's got his name on it. It's <laughs> it does. It sounds to me like a whiskey, you know, forged in the old west, you know, like McCabe and Mrs. King, you know, something like that. There, it's, it's a great, it's a great name. Like it. It's mm -hmm. a great name. It is. A right. great, I, I'm going to say, it, get off your horse, drink your milk. <laughs> there, yeah, I like that. I think uh, hey, you need a you, you need a marketing job. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you need a marketing job? Yeah, I I I, I, I need a I need one a I need a, a rather expensive Cadillac and a hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't work in the mornings. This, this is do some, it. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't do it in the morning. So if you're, something in the late late afternoon for a couple of hours part time. With about a hundred grand a year, but sit just them down, no problem. And I have to have time off to watch Jeopardy every day. <laughs> you can now understand why Sounds Justin's good. unemployed. <laughs> you got the gig. Now, I, I, the McCabe, I read that McCabe's are uh, the County Cavan, which is it's just our part of the world. Yeah, it's up with us, up, up Ulster country. Um, so you told me that you're gonna you're gonna develop the Irish connections um, you're obviously you can't divulge too much about it but you're, you're wanting to right. strengthen those and make it more of a feature in the, your product range and stuff yeah so that's that's one one of the um, you know part of this project the fact that you know it, it, it's difficult for me as a distiller to um, you know to, to really choose liquid that's been produced by someone else and yeah. you know for our brand in order for us to tell our story um it's important for me to connect with the distillers that actually produce the the product and then the potential of collaboration so you know we do a lot of um experimentation at our distillery a lot of barrel finishes i know that's a pretty you know pretty widespread um activity now in the whiskey world and and uh we've come up with some really interesting um interesting techniques involving you know special chars and toasts and then actually smoking the inside of barrels prior to resting aged whiskey in um okay. we've uh, we've got all kinds of different fun stuff we're doing so what i'd love to do is is the next step is jeff and i are gonna um try to get over um to ireland and and connect with the distillery and and really go deeper and and do some projects that 
the connect hard truth distilling company and and a distillery in in ireland so if you have any uh if you have any um, distillers on your on your uh, that are watching your show that that are interested in getting in contact with us, you can go to hardtruthdistilling.com and go into the contact me and and uh, send a message to Brian Smith. Well, put it like, put it like this: we know we know a guy who's getting his distillery built, and I'm sure if you could work out some way of getting him possibly some reasonably priced casks, he'd be more than happy. Not right, not right, yeah. James. He's he's an award winning he's an award winning distiller blender yeah. of whiskey. So, uh, no, nice. He, he, no, a great guy. Uh, he's in the process of building a big distillery down in down in Donegal. So that's another Ulster distillery too. But uh, what's what's your own background? Where, how did you get into the distilling world, and how did you end up doing this? You know, it's funny. I get asked that question a lot, and I think that uh, it seems like the answer to that question from most distillers is, is pretty varied. I don't come from the uh, from from a chemical engineering background, um, so I, I kind of came to the to the industry from the other direction, from more of a, um, a, a flavor creation. Uh, you know, I, I grew up with a, a really um, incredibly talented uh, grandmother who was an amazing cook. And, uh, and I've got an aunt who's um, uh, actually Japanese and she's a very good cook. And so they both spent a lot of time with me in the kitchen. Um, I love to create good flavors. And, uh, and so that's something that's always been something I've enjoyed doing. My, my, uh, my dad and his friends made, made wine twice a year, you know, made homemade sausages, you know, a bunch of guys getting together and, and making tasty things. So that's something that I grew up doing. Again, I but never, the, never saw the, an opportunity to, to. You look the same yeah. here in high school as you do now in that photograph. <laughs> you look exactly the same. <laughs> you haven't changed in 20 years. No. It's, right. it's the whiskey you see, Justin. It's the whiskey. Whiskey keeps you immortal. That's I was telling right. you that. That's right. Whiskey's an elixir. That's so, it. So, uh, so long story short, I, I had a, I had a, you know, I've always had a very deep passion for creating flavors. Um, and then this opportunity presented itself. Um, I used to brew beer in, in college a lot. Um, and so fermentation and, and, uh, and even some distance, you know, bench top distillation was, was something I was, I was um, pretty, um, experienced with. So I had an opportunity and I'll tell you what, for the last six years, I've buried myself in the uh, craft and, uh, and it's just been an amazing, um, an amazing ride. You know, we've yeah. got, now we've got this huge distillery. We've got 17, um, 17 bottled products on the shelf right now. Uh, we're in seven States and we're, we're getting ready to add about 20 States in the next six months. So it's, it's been but pretty incredible. I'm sure. I'm sure. Just the logistics of the twenty states is. I mean, but they're all. They've all got all these different rules, so it must be just an absolute. Uh, just an absolute uh, madness, you know. Um, now you said about your uh, range. Now your range. I've, I'm going to run through just some of your range because it is a bit different. We'll just say it's a little bit different. You have the. Right, I might, might mispronounce this because I've, I've, I think over the past while my brain has stopped working just the same. But uh, Schoonover Straight Bourbon. You have Sips, yes. Sips Straight Bourbon. Is that the way it's pronounced? You have Rums. You have White Oak Rum, Toasted Coconut. quite like the sound of that. Uh, toasted Coconut Cream. You have Vodka, Cinnamon Vodka. Um, and this is the one... 
whenever I mentioned this earlier on, Justin, Justin's face just went ding. He was all happy about this. <laughs> peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> what on earth is peanut butter whiskey? <laughs> well, so I knew you were going to ask me about this. Um, so there's a, there is a, a spirit that's sold here in the United States that's doing very, very well. Um, that is a peanut butter whiskey. And uh, so my partners came to me and, um, you know, I'm, I'm primarily responsible for the creation of, of, of all of our spirits and the projects. So um, they came to me and they really wanted me to create a peanut butter whiskey. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I really did not want to create a peanut butter whiskey. Um, so, uh, but, you know, you know, as my wife says, when I came home grumbling about it. She said, well, if, if the biggest complaint of your job is being asked to make a kind of whiskey you don't want to make, then you probably should just be quiet. <laughs> so, so I, uh, so I, I, uh, I got into the lab and I, my, my goal was as in any, any spirit that I make, um, you know, that, that has any kind of flavor element to it is I want to make the, the best version, um, of it possible. I want to use real ingredients, um, and I want to get a, a deep, authentic, natural flavor. So with our peanut butter whiskey, um, you know, when you, when you open up that can of uh, fresh peanut butter or fresh roasted peanuts, you know, that aroma, um, is, is what off the whiskey. I also added a little sea salt. Um, so you get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of saline on it. It's, uh, you know, I, it's funny when we go out to sell it, um, you know, most people shake their heads or smile or say, there's no way they're interested in it. Um, and almost everybody brings it and sells it at their place. So it's, it's been a fun one. Justin, I think you would like that. I, I think I maybe would like that actually, because it's a wee bit different. It's like a, a pre-made cocktail, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, I like the, the toasted coconut rum. Uh, I, I I quite famously don't have a very sweet tooth. I don't. I, I I'm not a sweet person particularly, but I do like coconut stuff. Um, and. Uh, so, uh, toasted coconut rum. How, what's that? How how do you do that? What way do you make it? Yeah. So sure. So uh, um, this was born out of. We actually have a a group of restaurants, and uh, you know the the our bar manager really wasn't pleased with the, the coconut rum that they had available behind the bar, and so asked asked me to work on on something new. Um, you know whenever I was it's kind of the same philosophy with peanut butter whiskey, I wanted to really create something that was, um, that was really rich and flavorful, but natural tasting. Um, with this toasted coconut, uh, we actually get in organic coconut chips and we roast them in an oven until they're really, really dark Brown. Um, okay. when you do that, the oils get lifted from the coconut, they get caramelized. Um, and then we, we take, uh, molasses 50 percent molasses 50 percent raw sugar uh we ferment and just double pot distill that to make our rum um so then we have that rum we proof it down some and then i rest those toasted coconut chips in that rum uh, mm. for two or three days uh so what that does is that oil those oil from those coconut chips go into the rum it adds some viscosity some nice mouthfeel to the rum um, but more importantly you don't get that uh, like, uh, you know, suntan lotion, coconut, you know, okay. yeah, I know exactly it's, it's more of a, yeah, it's more of a deep, rich rounded. And then again, with just like with the peanut butter whiskey, um, you know, my grandma taught me whenever you cook anything sweet, 
you know, you always have to balance it out with a little bit of salt. So there's a little sea salt in this as well. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing when, when people try it. We were just down in Florida uh, selling, and in Florida, there's a lot of coconut rums. Um, and, uh, the response down there has been really, really great. So we're, we're, uh, you know, who knew that, that, that some of the best rum in America was made in Indiana, right? <laughs> the easier to it. <laughs> no, I, it's, yeah. I like, I like, and I like trying anything. I genuinely, cause I know people, people do the, these products and they make these different flavors. Yep. Yes, that's Chris May with, and he is our state state representative that we were talking about that yeah. that uh, really pushed through that bill to get it get it passed. Yeah, cool. Now, uh, all the different stuff you're doing is, I mean, it is amazing. Uh, the cinnamon vodka is that? I mean, is that quite fiery? Is it? Is that is that a, a, a throat burner? You know, it's not, and uh, there's a, there's another product in the U.S. that's that's done really well, cinnamon whiskey, and that's the thing about it is it's a really, you know, it's got that that cinnamon flavor, but then it really burns on the way down. Um, <laughs> with the cinnamon whiskey or with our cinnamon vodka, uh, you know, with the vodka base, it's it's a very neutral base, so you get those bright natural botanical cinnamon flavors up front, mm -hmm. but then it really it leaves your palate pretty quickly. Um, so it's it's nice as an aperitif. It's nice as a as a cordial it's great in cocktail um our in our bar one of our most popular selling cocktails is is a tall glass of ice um cranberry juice cinnamon vodka and a, a squeeze of lime we sell a ton of those J justin would you like that i do this exotic range of uh, products really uh, floats my boat uh brian because I, I do like something a wee bit different the cinnamon cinnamon is a thing that i i like the sound of even more than the peanut butter uh, right good well i'll have to send you guys some bottles <laughs> please do now J justin's our cocktail guy by the way i'm not i'm i'm not really a cocktail i'm a bit more of a purist but just Justin likes something with a wee sparkly umbre a wee umbrella and a wee you know like an olive or a cherry or something on it. So that's, Justin's that's his day made. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the Justin's oh, showing up the the, the lineup of all the different spirits. I will just say, by the way, that James Doherty, who's the, the the guy behind the dark silky, says I'm game for uh, having a chat about doing something in the future with an Irish distiller with your good self. So trust me, you won't be disappointed with James. Excellent. So we can, I, I feel a bit like, you know, that blind date, you know, where you sort of, you know, <laughs> where, where you, you get like these relationships built up, you know, it's quite good. Uh, now, what's your favourite out of your lineup? Out of everything that you, if you had to pick out of your lineup, what's the one you reach for, and why? So, with with yeah, with with the uh, products that we currently have on the shelf right now, my favorite is the uh, the Sipes Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in a smoked barrel. Uh, that was the project that I talked to you about earlier. So, yeah, our barrel manufacturer and I, you know, work work together on this this uh, new project with using smoked barrels. Um, so as opposed to like a, a peated whisk, whiskey or whiskey where the grains have been smoked in any kind of way, um, mm -hmm. using a smoked barrel is, is a lot more delicate of an impact on the whiskey. Um, and then when you've got the heavy toast 
and light char, you know, you're also going to get some more barrel sugars um, that, that yeah. get to the whiskey along with the smoke. So right now, this guy right here, Sipes Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in a smoked barrel, uh, is my uh, is my favorite sipper. It's uh, really complex, uh, a great bourbon. And again, at the end, it's almost like a, the, the smoke is, I describe it more like a campfire smolder um, than, a, than a real smoky peat. It's I delicious. Th- I think you and James are going to go on very well together because James is a big peat fan. James likes his smoky. That's why that's why this is winning awards because it, it's it's an Irish whiskey with a little bit of peat on it, and it's just it's got that nice that little bit of peat in it to give it a nice little bit of complexity without dominating. It's not a peat; it's a peated whiskey, but just a little bit, and it just gives that nice little bit of complexity. You and him will go on okay, so you will. Now, I like it, you the- know complexity and balance. Complexity and balance are my two big big uh, tenets that I'm always working toward. No, well, I, I agree. Um, for me, when, when I read tasting notes and stuff uh, and some of the other stuff, they always leave out mouthfeel. And mouthfeel, to me, is really, really important because it helps the finish so much. If you've got a nice, oily, uh, good-bodied whiskey, the finish is better. And to be honest, the nose is important to me and the finish is probably more important. The actual taste... The taste, the taste to me is not that important. It's important, obviously, because it plays a part in the other two. But the nose and the finish, if I have something with a nice long development finish, that, that's more important than the initial taste that comes in your mouth because it's the development that you're really looking for. And that's what you want in a complex whiskey. I'm with you on that. The The mouthfeel is huge, especially with, with bourbon and rye whiskeys. Yeah. Now, now between rye and pot still whiskey, rye whiskey, rye whiskey has has that spicy peppery thing as more so necessarily than than pot still. But pot still kind of famously has that that spicy little uh, kick. Irish pot still rye just takes it to another another level, really. Um, so how without prying too much, what's your mash bill for your rye whiskies? So the great thing about the size of our distillery is we're, we're large enough to make enough juice to be significant, but small enough to where I, I still have um, the ability to make um, lots of different varieties. So currently I have about six rye mash bills. Um, and so our, our intent as we release our own rye whiskey is to have, you know, an ever-evolving series of, um, you know, individual um, mash bills and yeast strains that we will release as, you know, one batch expression. Um, but then also having all those different mash bills and yeast strains, I have the ability, um, I have, it's like ingredients in a, in making a soup or a gumbo, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to have all these different flavor components to be able to blend together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as opposed to just being one thing, you know, like Jack Daniels whiskey, um, we're really going to be built on on uh, different expressions. And I will tell you that the rye, you know, most people's perception of what rye whiskey is, if they're not all that familiar with it, um, you know, it's kind of like anything else. There's there's such a wide variety of yeah. of um, of rye whiskey 
um, flavors out there. And so to answer your question, I've got six mash bills and it ranges everywhere from a hundred percent rye to, you know, some malted rye. And then also we have, you know, obviously some mash bills that, that have corn, um, malted barley and or wheat added yeah. as a, as a supplemental grain to the rye. Um, yeah. but really, you know, with rye, it's about, it's about the craft and, 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 you know, traditions that are set forth, which really, you know, a lot of them have been perfected here in Indiana of, you know, getting the, the fermentation correct and the distillation correct because rye is notoriously very difficult to, to work with. It likes yeah. to foam. It likes to create a mess. It sticks to everything. It's <laughs> uh it's kind of a beast, but boy, it's delicious. <laughs> I see, I see the excitement on your face. Did you see Justin's face whenever you said the word gumbo? Yeah, yeah I just, he just popped up. His wee head popped up. He's all excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've had it. I've had it. Yeah. I, I thought I was in Forrest Gump Part Three or whatever it's called. Now they did one and they did two. I think uh, you know. I, I was down by the bow there. You know, you know, and on on a, on a jet boat. You know, <laughs> shooting crocodiles. Poof. <laughs> oh, he's mad, mad. <laughs> oh, hey, we, you, you guys, you guys work, you guys work, you guys worked alligator and crocodile both into one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we can work anything into this oh, thing yes. at, at, at all. Listen, thank you very much for keeping us up to date with the Hard Truth Distillery, and uh, keep us up to date with everything that's happening. And do thanks, you guys. Appreciate I'll get it. I'll get James. Uh, I'll share. I'll tag you in an email or something, and the two of you get together because the fact that you like smoke and stuff, you so we've made a connection. Justin, I feel I, I feel like a you know feel like you know there should be some sort of music playing. You know. All right. <laughs> All right. Catch you later, later, Brian. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Brian, take bye care. Bye bye. Thanks, bye -bye. guys. Bye -bye. Appreciate.